Hello there, I'm Dallas Johnson, lead instructor of the Automobile Dealer Training Association, and you are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast. First of all, I want to thank you for considering the Automobile Dealer Training Association as your Texas dealer licensed training partner. And you know, in your Texas dealer training course, we're going to cover several training units. And when you take that course, you're going to be prepared not only to apply for your Texas dealer's license, but you are also going to be ready to run your new business. And my goal during your dealer training course is to help you maintain 100% compliance. And that just means that you are following 100% of all the rules and guidelines. My goal is to help you do that when you take your dealer training course. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So just to kind of give you the heads up here, you know, you are going to be required to take that six-hour dealer training course. If you've never taken an online dealer training course, it is so easy. It's just like watching a YouTube video. You're going to be able to start and stop it at your convenience. And once you've watched all six hours, you'll easily be able to download that official certificate of completion. So you'll be able to include that with your application when you're applying to Austin. And that's going to show the state that you have actually completed your mandated dealer license training. So you will be able not only to legally apply for your license, but also operate a dealer license in the state of Texas. And, you know, uh, you know, I've had a dealer's license. I've had a real estate license. I've had a had an insurance license. And they're all quite profitable. And, you know, any type of Time, anytime that you've got a profitable license, the state is going to require that you take a training course. So if you want to get an insurance license, you have to take training for that. If you want to get a real estate license, you have to take training for that. If you want to get a dealer's license, you have to take training for that. And, and on a side note, I've had a real estate license, I've had an insurance license, and I've had a dealer's license. And I made a lot more money with my dealer's license than I ever did in insurance or real estate combined. So this is an exceptional opportunity for you to start and launch a very, very profitable business. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So real quickly, I, I want to kind of discuss, uh, you're going to have to complete some steps before you apply. And, you know, I, it's definitely worth the step. Some of these steps take a few moments online. Some of them are quite a bit more extensive, you know, so, uh, but once you've completed these steps, you're going to be able to apply for that license and hopefully get that license back anywhere from two to six weeks. So it does take a little while to get the license back because once you've submitted that license to uh, customer service, the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles in Austin, they've got to review that real quickly, take a look at your criminal record, and then you'll be operating this business before you know it. And, you know, there are a couple of different types of dealer licenses. So before you apply for your license, you're going to need to decide on what type of dealer's license that you're going to obtain. Okay, so in general, I believe most of you that are listening to this are going to be getting what's called a Retail General Distinguishing Number, which is just a a dealer's license. So the state does have a, a long name for it. We'll also talk about wholesaling, franchise, converter, salvage manufacturer, distributor, vehicle lesser, and lease facilitator. I don't think those are going to apply to most of you that are listening to this podcast. I think most of you are going to be obtaining what's called a Retail General Distinguishing Number. And I want you to be aware of retail general distinguishing number. This is the basically five categories of dealer licenses in the state of Texas. And uh, if you want to sell vehicles from multiple categories, you're going to need a license from each one of those categories. So I want to repeat that so you definitely understand what I'm talking about here. If you want to sell from multiple categories, then you're going to have to have a license for multiple categories. And what I mean by that, if you want to sell motor vehicles and motorcycles, then you're going to have to have a motor vehicle license and a motorcycle license. Okay, so the five categories that we're going to talk about here for Texas dealers are going to be a motor vehicle dealer license, a motorcycle dealer license, a travel trailer dealer license, and then they have what's called a travel trailer license 
semi-trailer dealer license. We'll explain the difference between those two because there is some confusion about those two. And then what's known as an independent mobility motor vehicle dealer. And now I want you to be very, very aware that a retail dealer is allowed to sell vehicles retail on the lot to a customer. Okay. Now a wholesale dealer is only allowed to sell to other motor vehicle dealers. Okay. And I get the call all the time. Hey, I want to, I want to get a license, but I don't want to have to have a lot. Well, you know, you can do that with a wholesale license. You just have to make sure that your office meets local zoning. I'm a strong believer that the majority of dealers that are making the most money have retail licenses. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, discourage you for becoming a wholesaler, but when you're a wholesaler, your market is extremely, extremely limited. So think about how a wholesaler wholesaler works. You're only able to sell vehicles to other licensed dealers. When you have a retail dealer license, you're able to sell vehicles to basically any person that's over the age of 16. Well, in fact, they have to be 18 to sign the documentation, but 16 to get a license. You know, so your market is much bigger. And, you know, things have definitely changed here since the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic really rewrote the rules of this industry. And in the past, you know, wholesaling was a great industry. It really was. In fact, I I think there's still some wholesalers that are doing good out there. But I don't know, you know, any wholesalers that started a year ago that are doing well because things have changed. There are some wholesalers that still have those relationships with franchisees. You know, this is the brand new Chevy dealership, Ford dealership, Toyota, where they're buying all their used vehicles. But that's really changed because of the vehicle inventory shortage and new motor vehicles are not able to get those new vehicles as much as like they were two years ago because of the superconductor chip shortage. So what are they doing? Think about this. They're not, they're not, you know, allowing some wholesaler to buy their trade-in so the wholesaler can mark it up and sell it to another dealer. That's really not happening like it was even a couple of years ago. Because if a franchisor takes a trade-in, even if it's a little bit lower quality than the vehicles they're used to having on their lot, they're going to sell it. Now, when they get those trade-ins that, you know, the wheels are basically falling off, I mean, that's where a wholesaler might come in. But always think about this. There are programs now like Backlot Cars. When you get your dealer's license, you're going to find out about Backlot Cars. You know, all the franchisees can put their vehicles on for um, Backlot Cars for all the other dealers to see. So I always feel like if you're a wholesaler and you're trying to buy this vehicle directly from a, a franchisee for, say, for example, $1,000, well, all the other dealers are going to realize that they can buy it for $1,000 as well. So you buy it from that franchisee for $1,000, you're trying to market up $1,500 and sell it to other dealers, where the other dealers are going to be like, well, I'm not buying that from you. I'll just buy it directly from the franchisor. And uh, wholesaling is not what it used to be. You know, franchisees are not selling all their vehicles now to a wholesale dealer. In the past, I know wholesalers that would have a relationship with two or three franchisees and they'd buy every single one of their vehicles. The franchisees are not really selling those vehicles to other dealers right now. They are hanging on to them and they're selling them on the lot. Think about all the ads that you've heard here recently that says, you know, that say, hey, we'll buy your vehicle even if you don't buy from us. I mean, these franchisees are doing everything they can to get some inventory on their lot. So they're not necessarily selling those vehicles to other wholesale dealers at the current time like they were even a couple of years ago. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So like I've said before and I'll always say in the past, I mean, there are some wholesalers out there that are still making some money, but if you truly want to take your income level to a whole new level, then I think a retail license is the way to go. And I always tell everyone, hey, you know, if you're on our YouTube channel or whatever, and if you're doing well wholesaling, please tell us your story. I want to hear about it. But uh, uh, the majority of dealers that I know that are making a great living are doing that with a retail license. Now, a retail license is going to make sure, is going to require that you meet local 
local zoning requirements. Okay, so at minimum, you're going to have to have a location with five spaces of the type of the vehicle that you're selling. Okay, now... Let's say, for example, you're a motor vehicle dealer and you're selling motor vehicles like cars and trucks, and you're going to have to have five, at least five spaces to hold five motor vehicles. Now, if you're just a motorcycle dealer, then you're going to need to have five spaces for motorcycles. So the law is very clear. You have to have spaces for the um, for the type of vehicle that you're going to be selling. Okay, so that's something you certainly want to be aware of. But let's talk about these five different categories. Okay, first of all, what I believe the majority of you are interested in is going to be the motor vehicle GDN, which is a used dealer's license. This is the most common type of dealer license, and it's going to allow you to buy or sell used cars, used trucks, used motorhomes, neighborhood vehicles. Uh, and you're also going to be able to buy, sell, repair, or rebuild salvage vehicles because a couple of years ago, they basically took a salvage license and put it under that retail license. So you just have to get a sales tax number and register with the National Motor Vehicle Title Information System. So they are basic. You can get a separate salvage license. But that's not the norm. The norm is getting the retail license and acting as a salvage dealer if you want to. So uh, now you'll only be able to place dealer license plates and temporary tags, which we cover in your training course on motor vehicles if you have a motor vehicle license. Now, as I said, each different license category requires a different license. So if you want a motor vehicle license, you need to have a motor vehicle GDM. If you want to sell motorcycles, then you'll have to get a motorcycle dealer license or motorcycle GDM. Those are two separate licenses, Okay. So a motorcycle GDN is going to allow you to buy, sell, or exchange used motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, auto cycles, like those uh, slingshots, you know what I'm talking about, with one wheel in the back and a two in the front. Uh, And it also is going to allow you to use and buy and sell and repair salvage motor vehicles. So you can use your temporary tags and motor uh, metal license plates only on motorcycles or ATVs, okay? Now, both of these licenses, motor vehicle and Motorcycle dealer licenses do require that dealer surety bond, which I'll talk about here in just a little bit. Now, here's a couple of other license categories you might be interested in. Number one is travel trailer GDM, a travel trailer dealer license. This is going to allow you to buy or sell or exchange used travel trailers. And by the way, a travel trailer is going to be, say, for example, a camper with a, a heater, air conditioner, sink, things like that. You know, it allows you to basically sleep in it. That's a travel, considered a travel trailer. So, when you have a travel trailer license, you'll be able to put your temporary tags and, and dealer license plates only on travel trailers. And this particular license does not require a dealer surety bond. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Now, a travel trailer license is often confused with the next type of license that I'm going to talk about with you. That travel trailer license allows you to sell basically, uh, you know, a travel trailer that has a cooking facility, uh, toilet, heater, air conditioning, things like that for camping. Okay. Now the next license is called a trailer semi-trailer GDN or trailer semi-trailer dealer license, which is going to allow you to buy or sell used and new utility and semi-trailers. Okay. So you can be able to sell utility trailers, horse trailers, stock trailers, and semi-truck trailers. Okay, so those there's a little bit difference there. The, tra- the travel trailer will allow you to sell a trailer that you're traveling in, okay? And then the other one is going to allow you to sell, which is called a trailer semi-trailer dealer, which will allow you to sell utility trailers, semi-truck trailers, and things like that. And there's no, no bond required on that as well. Now, this is the only GDN category that allows you to sell brand new vehicles without a franchise license. So with your with your trailer semi-trailer license, you can sell brand new utility trailers, semi-trailers, stock trailers. You can sell brand new ones with this license, and it does not require you to have a 
dealer surety bond. Now, the next license is a little more rare. It's an independent mobility motor vehicle dealer. An independent motor, I'm going to try that one more time. An independent motor, let's try one more time. An independent mobility motor vehicle dealer allows you to uh, sell new and used vehicles that have been converted into mobility vehicles. Okay, so you will have a franchise agreement with a licensed franchisee. So that's not the norm license. I think uh, most of you are going to be obtaining a retail used license. So, you know, with that being said, uh, I want you to be aware that all independent Motor vehicle GDNs, with the exception of wholesale or independent mobility motor vehicle dealers, may operate as salvage dealers as well. They do change that law back in 2019. Now, let's talk about the next license, wholesale general distinguishing number or wholesale dealer license. Only allows you to sell vehicles to other wholesale dealers, other dealers, okay, anybody that has a dealer's license. So you may not sell a vehicle to a person without a dealer's license, such as a retail customer on your display area. Uh, You can never, ever sell a vehicle to the general public with a wholesale dealer license. And if you do, the state will find out about it. As soon as your customer, you know, is is registering that, they'll realize they bought it from a wholesale dealer and you're going to be in a lot of trouble and probably lose your wholesale license. So that's something I want you to be aware of. Wholesale dealers can only sell to other dealers. Retail dealers can sell to other dealers or retail customers. So the retail license definitely opens up a little bit more of sales opportunities for you. And, you know, there are companies out there, they will actually, they specialize in renting locations like the wholesalers or even to retailers. So uh, one thing about it, if you're going to use one of these facilities, you can never, ever have a retail license and a wholesale license in the same building. Retail licensees may be in one building and wholesalers must be in another building. You can never have, say, for example, the same building where you're sharing the same roof line. So do please keep that in mind. And there's also an auction license, which I don't think is going to apply to you. An auction license is a license to open an auction, a dealer, more than likely a dealer auction with you know, 10, 20 lanes in it. Uh, I get calls and emails all the time. I want to get an auction license. Well, I don't think you probably want to get an auction license. You want to get a dealer license so you can get into an auction. And your dealer license will allow you not only into the Texas dealer auctions, but you'll be able to take that Texas dealer license and go into every single dealer auction in the United States, up in Canada. There's even a couple of down in Mexico that you can go to as well. So your Texas dealer license not only gets you into the Texas motor vehicle dealer auctions, but you're also going to be able to get into every single dealer auction in the North America. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. So maybe you've been procrastinating about getting your license, you know, uh, such as I did. I procrastinated for many, many years before I actually obtained my license, and it really changed my life. You know, when I got my dealer's license, I wished that I would have gotten a license many, many years before that, and I didn't. I, I, I waited. I procrastinated. I waited years, and then I finally got my license, and I wish I would have got it many years before that. You know, when I got my license, I was a full-time firefighter, and I was just, uh, you know, running my – I was buying and selling motorcycles when I was a firefighter, and I realized that I was able to – it's not that hard to get a dealer's license. So it became much, much easier once I got my dealer's license to buy and sell motorcycles, obviously. And I, although I started buying and selling motorcycles, I shortly thereafter was getting into some dealer auctions – and started realizing how low you could buy a vehicle for on at the dealer auction and how high you could sell for on the lane. So I, I kind of stopped buying motorcycles. I started buying cars and selling cars on my lot. And I got into the point where I was buying and selling uh, lease returns 
So what you're going to find out once you get your dealer's license, once you get in that dealer auction lane, you're going to be able to just stand in the lease return lane. And like one day they might have GMAC where you're, where you got the two and three year old off lease returns coming through that are Chevys and GMCs. One lane over could be Toyota credit. We got the two and three year old Toyotas coming through off lease. And then maybe you got Ford credit a couple of lanes over. So you can literally stand in one lane. If you've got one type of vehicle you want to buy and, and usually sit there all day and the lease returns are coming back through the lanes now where they stopped a, stopped a year or so ago because of that super conduct, super uh, conductor vehicle chip shortage that you've heard about. Well, think about a person that leased a vehicle. Uh, you know, they couldn't they couldn't find a new vehicle. So what they did is renegotiated their leases and hung on to those. They might have took out a two-year lease and they ended up extending it another year or whatever because they had, were not able to replenish that uh, vehicle. Or or same goes true with the uh, rental car companies that were not selling those big fleets to the de- through the dealer auctions because they couldn't replenish their inventory fleet. So they've been hanging on. Well, now... The rental returns and the lease returns are coming through the lanes. And I would literally, I got to the, I got to the point where I was literally standing in like the Honda and the Toyota and the Nissan lease return lanes. And I would buy these vehicles that were two and three years old for, you know, maybe, maybe some vehicles in the 9,000 range. And I always mark them up to like 12,995 or 13,995. And you'll be amazed if some of the uh, folks that will come in and pay full purchase price for your vehicle without even negotiating. That's not the norm, but you will have folks who come on and they'll just write you a check. They won't even negotiate. Oh, okay, you want twelve ninety ninety five. So I always shot for about a three to thirty five hundred dollar markup, and was always willing to negotiate down. Uh, but you know, sometimes I had customers that would give me the full price, which was great. And then other times, you know, they would we'd wheel and deal for a half hour before I had to actually get up and walk away because somebody wasn't going to give within my range. But uh, I always marked things up 3500 or so and was willing to come down. If I didn't make a $1,000 profit on a vehicle, I was usually pretty disappointed. Uh, if I made it in the 20, 25 to 2700 range, that was the norm. And I even went into a period one time where I was uh, selling Peterbilts and Kenworths, and there was a huge market in that, huge markup. Uh, where I was making five to six thousand dollars or more, but it became very difficult to get those vehicles uh, to my lot. So uh, uh, there's, you know, just not a dealer auction local that you can go to usually to buy to buy semi trucks and resell them on your lot. So that became a little more difficult. Although some of my largest profits uh, were actually from big semi trucks. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Sure, good to have you along, and I hope your day's going well. You know, another thing I want you to be aware of, you know, when I got that license, uh, I, I started making so much money that I retired, took an early retirement from the fire department that I was on, and, you know, it really changed my life getting a dealer's license, and I think it's going to change your life as well. And I got to the point where I was making so much more money on my lot than I was sitting on a fire truck uh, doing 24-hour shifts, and as much as I love being a firefighter, economically, it just wasn't, it didn't make sense to stay on that fire department. Economically, it made sense to retire early from the fire department and get my own dealer's license. And as I've trained dealers, I have had, I've heard similar stories where someone will come and tell me, well, hey, I got a full-time job. I just want to do this part-time on a side. And then I'll hear from them later. And they'll say, you know what, I, I quit my job or I retired earlier and did this full-time now because I made so much more money on my part-time business as a dealer than it is I did in my full-time job where I was working 8 to 5 for a fraction of the money. So this is a very high markup industry. You're going to find that out. When you see what vehicles are selling for at a dealer auction and what they're selling for on the lot, you're going to realize it's a huge markup industry. And I, like many others, will tell you, you probably wish that you've gotten a dealer's license many, many years ago. And that license is going to allow you to get into every dealer auction in the United States, mark those vehicles up to full retail. 
And what you're also going to find, once you've got your dealer's license, you're going to be able to study vehicle wholesale pricing uh, because without a dealer license, you really don't have access to wholesale pricing data. But once you get your dealer's license, there are companies like Mannheim. Mannheim's the largest dealer auction company in the world. And at the end of every Mannheim auction, they crunch all this information into the Mannheim Market Report, MMR. And this is an app you can put on your phone. And what you can do, you can study vehicle wholesale pricing. So if you want to find out, you know, at, while you're at a dealer auction, you can take that app and go take a picture of the VIN. And it'll tell you, say, for example, this is a 2000 Toyota, uh, uh, 2018 Toyota Camry. Last week they were selling for 15000 Well, that's pretty close to what you want to be given this week. You know, if I find out that this Toyota Camry that's coming through the lane was selling for 15000 last week, and this week they're going up to seventeen or 18000 I'm certainly not going to be making the buy this week. However, if I find out this vehicle coming through the lane, this 2018 Toyota Camry was selling for 15000 last week, and this week... The bids are only going up to 12 or 13. Well, that's a buy I certainly might want to take a look at. So this data that you're going to have access to will certainly uh, help you know when to buy it and more importantly, when not to buy. Uh, so another resource is BlackBook. BlackBook is a great auction re- uh, auction pricing guide for you. You know, in the past, they used to mail us these little black books. I got them at my dealer mailbox every week. A little bitty black book, they would mail it to you that had all the pricing in it. Well, now it's all on an app. So those those black books have become kind of antiquated, but the the the, the program is exceptional. And uh, black books have been actually tracking wholesale dealer auction pricing for over 100 years. And they are very good at what they do. So always be, be advised, there's a big difference between black book and blue book. Blue book. Your customer, I guarantee it, you know, either they went to Barnes & Noble and bought a blue book or they get on kbb.com and they will literally type in a blue book value and they'll print it up and they'll bring it into your dealership. So you might be, say, for example, you're asking $12,500 for a vehicle that's on your lot and they'll, they'll show you, well, the blue book on this is only eleven five, and I'm not giving you a penny over blue book. Well, remember, we bought it with black book. Maybe you bought that at the dealer auction for 9000 black book. Well, I will certainly sell it for blue book you know, for, for 11.5. I mean, I will definitely mark that up. Always remember blue book is what your customer is going to bring in. Any, any consumer can get blue book pricing. Black book is only available to licensed dealers like which you're going to be here very soon. And, uh, it's an excellent uh, resource for you. And I always tell everyone buy with black book, sell with blue book. Don't ever buy with blue book. Okay. Buy with black book value, sell on blue book value and your customer anymore. Our customers are, uh, educated, so they're going to come in prepared. They're going to have that KBB report in their hand or the book, and they're going to tell you they're not going to give anything more than Blue Book. Well, hey, I'll sell for Blue Book any day of the week when I've been buying them for Black Book. So do please keep that in mind. Those are some great resources for you once you've gotten your license. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Uh, once again, my name is Dallas Johnson. I'm the lead instructor of the Automobile Dealer Training Association. And we are approved to provide your Texas dealer license training. The state does require that you watch six hours of video. And that's going to be me, hopefully, if you choose us to be your dealer license training partner. This course is so easy to do. Uh, You cannot take it in class. The state's very clear. The law requires you to take the course online. So what you're going to do when you go to TexasDealers.com, once again, that is TexasDealers.com, click on the big blue enroll button. You'll be able to pay your $149 tuition, and I believe that $149 is going to change your life. I truly, truly believe that. So once you pay your tuition, you'll enter your name and address, and then you're going to create a username and password, and you'll need to be using Google Chrome. And what happens, the videos start playing automatically, and we'll scroll to the next video. And then we'll track your progress. If you want to watch all six hours today, you'll be able to download your certificate today. And your certificate of completion will never expire. So if you want to get your license next week, 
five years from now, whatever, it doesn't matter. It never expires. That's a great thing about the law uh, is it does not allow your certificate to expire. You'll never have to take the training again. And I do believe once you've taken this training that you're going to be confident and ready to apply for your license and run your new business. So you can start and stop it if you want to watch an hour today, a couple hours next week, three hours a week after that. Or if you want to watch that whole six hours today, you can certainly do that. And then you're going to be able to refer to all those videos after the course as well. So if you want to be in a hurry and get those videos taken care of as soon as you can, you can do that. And you can certainly refer back to that. You're going to get a 400-page dealer operating manual that you download as well. Four hundred Over 400 pages of exceptional uh, screenshots, licensing information. I mean, we spent two years developing this course and working one hand in hand with the Texas Department of Motor Vehicle staff. This is the course the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles has has worked with us on for two years, and this is the course that they want you to take. So it has been vetted extensively over a two year process before it was finally approved by the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles. And it will meet your pre-licensed training requirements. So I do hope you'll consider taking that course. It's only $149. And, you know, if you didn't make 10 times that back on your first sale, you are not marking your vehicles up high enough. You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. Hey, thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you have found it advantageous for you as you make your decision to start this new incredible business. And uh, all you have to do is go to texasdealers.com, click on the big blue enroll button, and you can start changing your life today. Thank you very much. And I want to wish you the very best of luck with your new business.